word that oftentimes gets overlooked. It says, rejoice in the Lord. Say it again. One more time. Okay, there we go. I just want to make sure you got it in there because always means what? (laughs) I like like using that like, uh, you know, in, in the Greek, do you know what always means? Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> okay. There's, there's something to be said. He's, Paul is laying this out. And if anybody would have the right to say, I have no joy in certain circumstances, Paul would be the one, right? Like beaten three times to the point of near death, 39 times he was whipped or lashed, right? Uh, each time, three times he was whipped 39 times. Okay. So I can sit back and easily see where Paul could sit back and go, you know what? Sometimes life just stinks. And since it does, I'm here to tell you that you don't always have to be joyful. But Paul doesn't say that, does he? He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'm going to say it again, rejoice. In other words, Paul's trying to get the key theme over about this idea of joy. You know, we're, we're in this season of Advent, we're, we're, we're celebrating the coming of, of, of Christ, the Christ child, right? And we talked about hope and how we can have hope in Christ. We talked about peace and where true peace only comes in Christ. And I want us to see today this, that joy is a result of what God does in your life, not based upon the circumstances that are going outside. Now, here's the struggle with that. Because I believe that joyful people should be the most joyful people. Matter of fact, the only people who really should possess joy are believers. And my question is this, do you experience that the joy that Jesus offers day in and day out, or are you just walking through life? Charles Spurgeon, a great pastor, theologian from the 1800s, says it this way, there is a marvelous medicinal power in joy. Now, for all of you who know what I'm talking about, that means that joy does what? It helps. There's a marvelous medicinal power in joy. Most medicines are distasteful, but this, which is the best of all medicines, is sweet to the taste and comforting to the heart. Anybody ever been there? Right? Like, I mean, like when I've given my dog pills from the vet, what do I have to cover it up with? Peanut butter. Right? They tell you to take the, take the pill and you coat it in peanut butter and you give it to your animal. But he says this, the best of all medicines, it's sweet to the taste and comforting to the heart. This blessed joy is very contagious. One bad spirit brings a kind of plague into a house. One person who is wretched seems to stop all the birds from singing wherever he goes. But the grace of joy is contagious. Holy joy will oil the wheels of your life's machinery and holy joy will strengthen you for your daily labor. I think that's a great communication about what joy is. Oftentimes, we allow people to speak into our lives or we allow circumstances around us to bring us down when God is wanting us to understand what true joy is. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 2, we just read a little bit about it, but Luke chapter 2, I want to focus on one verse in that area, and then we're going to unpack what it means to be people of joy. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Say all the people. All the people. 
Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. I want you to ask yourself or think about that idea. What does it mean to possess the joy that God gives me in my life, the joy that God offers in my life? Did you know that your immune system can be strengthened by your mental state? Matter of fact, if you're a person who constantly or consistently struggles with being sick, my question would be is, how's your mental state? And I'm not talking psychological necessarily. I'm talking about spiritual. Like we always want to focus on emotions. And I always say this, that emotionally unhealthy people are spiritually unhealthy people. In other words, that when my emotions are a wreck, my spirit is a wreck. But when my emotions are in line, it's as a result that my spirit is in check with what God wants to do in and through me. Your immune system can be strengthened by your mental state. As a matter of fact, the Harvard Health Journal came out and said this, that as you experience joy, joy increases, or as joy increases, sorry, you'll see a decrease in stress hormones, you'll see an improvement in pain, and you'll see a relief of depression. Imagine that. The more joy you have, the less likely you are to struggle from depression. The less likely you are to have as much pain. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be any pain. It just says your pain improves and your stress hormones go down. Hmm. Imagine that. In the most stressful time of the year, Christmas, the stressful time that the world creates as a result of trying to live up to all these expectations of what Christmas is about, Jesus says, I came that you would have joy, and that that joy would be, it's great joy that will be for all the people. So today, I really just wanted to dig in and ask that question. What does it look like to live with joy? How do I live with joy? What is the power of joy in my life? Because make no mistake about it, that the joy that God offers has great power in your life. My question is, Do you allow the joy of Jesus to overwhelm your heart, to fill you and complete you to the greatness that God wants to do? That's really the big question. So if you're a person who would sit back and say, I'm more the doldrums and the ho-hums of Christmas, I would just ask that question. Why are you fighting against the joy that Jesus offers? Why kick against the goads? See, joy, matter of fact, here's the big idea. If you remember anything, I want you to remember this. Joy is an internal gladness that comes from Christ. Joy is an internal gladness that comes from Jesus Christ. That's why when happy people can be happy, but when bad things happen, happy people can become what? Sad. But the truth of the matter is joyful people, regardless of the circumstances, can be joyful. Why? Because I can rejoice in all circumstances in all ways. Why? Because that's exactly what God says, that I can rejoice in every circumstance, that I can rejoice in the Lord always, right? There's a beauty that I can rejoice in God in all times, in all things, and in all circumstances. So I just want to unpack this in a very simple way that I believe that God wants us to experience his joy day in and day out. 
a joy that can't be stolen by external circumstances, a joy that's not going to be misled because of political and, and, and social and, and, and war-type upheaval that's going on in our world. True joy comes as a result of an internal gladness from Christ that takes part in our heart. So, I want to look at a couple of things today. We're going to lay these out, and I want you to see it in a very simple way. The source of our joy comes from Jesus alone. Look at, look at verse 10. He says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. Who brings it? Jesus brings it, Right? The angel has come and talking about the joy that Jesus is going to bring. And he says, I bring you good news of great joy. The great joy is going to be as a result of a relationship with Jesus. A person who is not a believer, please hear me out when I say this. A person who is not a believer can have seasons of happiness, but they cannot have the joy of the Lord. Matter of fact, I want to say it this way. If you're a person who doesn't believe in Jesus, you will never truly experience joy in your life. It's not possible. You may sit back and argue. You can argue all you want. Happiness is circumstantial. Happiness is one of those things that I'm going to go through seasons of, right? When things go my way, when expectations come my way, and I, I'm, I'm ready for them, I'm walking through seasons of happiness. But guess what? There are going to be seasons of chaos. There are going to be seasons of sadness. Seasons of anger, and, and Paul reminds you, reminds us, rejoice in the Lord always. Joy only comes from our source when our source is Jesus. Listen again what he says, I bring you good news of great joy. As a matter of fact, the, the idea of good news is the same term we get our term the gospel from, Right? That the angel was coming, he says, I'm going to bring you good news of great joy. What's the good news? The good news that Jesus was to come, that he was going to be born, and that he was going to. Listen, that's going to be for all people, because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. That is the reality. That is the source of all joy. That all joy comes in a relationship with Jesus, right? Because he is the, the Savior. He brings salvation to people who put their faith and trust in him. So joy is a result of internal life change that takes place in my life. Matter of fact, you could begin to ask yourself that question. Has God changed me internally? Is there a joy in my life? Matter of fact, I, I, I saw this quote and I had to write it down. I don't know who said it, but it said, happiness is untested delight while joy is delight that's been tested. Joy is lasting. Happiness is temporary. Joy is eternal. Happiness is not. Matter of fact, if you were to sit back and say how often you've been happy, you could probably sit back and go, I don't know, I haven't been happy a lot lately. <laughs> right? Like maybe some of you right now are suffering from Scrooge McDuck complex. I don't know. <laughs> Like, like you're right now walking around with bah humbug and everything else, and Jesus has come, and he says, I bring you good news of great joy. It's not just a small, simple joy. It's great joy, an inexpressible joy, a, a joy that is overwhelming, a joy that is great. As a matter of fact, in 1 Peter chapter 1, 
verse 8, it says it this way. Sorry, I flipped over. I mismarked it, and I can't find it. I'll flip over there. First Peter 1, verse 8. Matter of fact, you can uh, follow along. I think it's on the screen, right? Yeah, look at that. Though you may not have seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and you are filled with a inexpressible and glorious joy. And here's the reason why. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Keep this in mind. What's he say? An inexpressible and glorious joy. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you sat back and said, I can't express the amount of joy that goes on in my life? If we're to be honest, I'm pretty sure every one of us here would sit back and go, yeah, that's not me, right? Inexpressible joy. And he says, it's an inexpressible and glorious joy. Why? Because you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Joy comes as a result of the salvation we receive, which is the gift of God, not that any one of us can boast, so that we can walk with an inexpressible and glorious joy. See, an inexpressible joy says, I can do or be joyful regardless of the circumstances around me. Why? Because I have been blood-bought, I have been redeemed, and I have been saved by my Savior, by Jesus Christ. So, the source of our joy comes from Jesus. That's what we see as number one. Number two, I want you to notice this, that joy is an internal work of the Spirit. Now, you may sit back and go, what are you talking about? But every person who has put their faith and trust in Christ is, has an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit lives where? In you, inside of you. And He dwells within you. And here's what's crazy about it. If you were to read Galatians chapter 5, as we unpack just a little bit, very simply, Galatians chapter 5, I want you to think about the words that he says right here beforehand. Galatians chapter 5 is known as the fruit of the Spirit, right? But look at what he says in verse 19. It says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. Man, that sounds almost like Christmas. <laughs> Honestly, like listen to it. Dissensions, factions, envies, drunk envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. And he says, I warn you as before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, right? I'm not even going to go in and unpack the rest of them right now. We talked about hope. We've talked about peace. And now we're talking about what? Joy. A fruit of the Spirit is joy. In other words, a person who doesn't have the Spirit can't have... A person who has the Spirit can have... My question becomes this, do you allow the indwelling of the Spirit, the internal work of the Spirit to bring out the joy in you, or do you let the external circumstances steal the joy away from you, which the reality is this, that it can't steal the joy, it only steals your happiness. 
Most of us struggle with this because we look and we go, joy is a result of something that has happened on the outside when the, that's false. Joy is a result of something that's happened on the inside. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a gift of God. It's not based upon my circumstances. It's based upon the fact that God gave it to me, that the indwelling Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. And a fruit of the Spirit is joy. So guess what that means? When I have the Spirit, I can walk with great expectation that I can live in joy regardless of what goes on around. Are you a person who lives like that? See, if joy is a result of something that has happened within me, and happiness is a result of something that has happened outside, then regardless of what goes on outside, I can still walk with joy and not be happy. In other words, I may not like the circumstances I'm in. I may not like the position that God has allowed me to be in, but I can walk through those circumstances and every position with joy because I have an understanding that my salvation is secure, that God is at work, and he must have a bigger plan and a bigger bigger picture in store, and I may not know what it is, but guess what? I can walk through every circumstance and every difficulty with joy. Why? Because it's a fruit of the Spirit. And as the Spirit is working in me, I can grow more and more joyful. See, joy is the gift of God, not based upon your circumstances. Joy is the result of the overflow of the Spirit's work in my life. So my question or my statement would be this. If you're a person who is so upset so overwhelmed that you sit back and you'd say, I have no joy, and you're a follower of Jesus. My question is, what are you filled with? Do you starve the flesh and feed the spirit? Are you allowing the spirit to work and grow and mold you into what you want to be? Like it's not a badge of honor to be a person who doesn't have joy. I hope you get that. I can't stand back and go, I'm just going to be the Scrooge and be a follower. Not. That's denying the Holy Spirit to work in your life. That's saying, God, I don't want you to work in me and change me into something new, which is exactly what Jesus said he's going to do, right? I came to make the old things new. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So it's not a badge of honor. It's not something to brag about. It's something to sit back and go, man, I'm a work in progress. And right now, I may not have a lot of joy, but guess what? As Jesus is at work in me, as the Spirit continues to mold me and make me, guess what? There's going to be more and more joy that rises up within me. And here's the reason why. Because it's the natural fruit of the Spirit. When I am working and growing to know the Lord more and more, then a result of that is growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, growing in depth in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to give me the fruits of the Spirit. That's why when you ask questions like this, you really expect me to love my enemies? And what does Jesus say? Yep, that's exactly what I expect. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Is that because all of a sudden you just became a stronger man or woman? 
oh, okay, I'm just going to put all things aside and I'm going to become a strong man. I'm going to love my enemies. No. It's because the work of the Spirit is at work in you. And the work of the Spirit changes who you are internally so that you can experience the joy in your life. Joy also comes from faith and obedience to God's Word. If you were to flip over to John, matter of fact, John 14, I referenced last week, John 14, verse 27, and then we're going to be in, in John 15, verse 11. John 14, 7, 27 says this, peace I leave with you and my peace I give you. We talked about it last week. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Why do we not oftentimes experience joy? Because our hearts are troubled and we're afraid. Like, make no mistake about it. Everybody struggled from fear, right? We walk into a circumstance or a situation in life that God has led us to in a point in time, and we don't know what's going to go on, but all of a sudden, it's like, mm, wait a second. I'm not liking this circumstance. I'm not liking the position I'm in. And God says, listen, you got to have the peace, the peace that passes all understanding, but in order to have that peace, I believe we have to walk with joy. Listen to John chapter 15, verse 11. He says this. Actually, in verse 9, I want to start. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. And if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. And then he says this. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. Whose joy is in you? The joy of Jesus, right? It's not your joy. It's the joy of Christ in your life as a result of the working of the Spirit, as a result of walking by faith and in obedience to God's Word. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. The joy of Christ is the indwelling power of the Spirit. The joy of Christ is limited to those who walk by faith, who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus and his word. So when I've told you that earlier, that a person who is apart from Jesus can't walk with joy, I want you to understand why that is. Because Jesus says that my joy may be in you. The only way you can have the joy of Christ is if Christ is in you. So the joy of the Lord keeps me moving. It helps me walk in obedience. It leads me to understand that he is my savior. He is my Lord. He's my light. He's my joy. He's my salvation. He's my strength. That all of those things come about and joy comes by faith or from faith and obedience to God's word. I can continue to grow in joy. I can continue to understand what God wants. Why? Because if Jesus is the source of my joy, then why do I not have it? My question is that. My statement is this. If you don't have joy, you might ask yourself if you got Jesus. Yeah, maybe you've committed your life to Christ at one point, but my question is, do you really believe it? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross regardless of what you had done in the past 
and rose again, offering you life and life more abundantly. Do you believe that Jesus wants to change you from the inside out? And if you do, do you follow what his word says? See, here's the struggle I think that some of us oftentimes have. Yeah, we say that because we want the get out of hell free card, right? Fire insurance. But then we have the statement like this. Well, I'm not sure he really intended that by scripture. I'm not sure I want to necessarily live the way Jesus is calling me to live. You know, I, I think about it this way. That video that we watched at the start was about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, right? We do this every year. It's money we send overseas to support the missionaries of the Southern Baptist Convention who are at work. And you look at the joy of that one lady who got to share the truth of the gospel, the love of Jesus with those women who had left Ukraine, left their husbands, left their fathers, left everything they know, left Ukraine to get out of the country for safety. And they asked that one lady, what do you think about such and such. And what does she do? She just starts to cry. See, the external circumstances can take away the joy or the happiness of individuals, but it can't take away the joy when you're a follower of Jesus. That's why Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people that you today In the town of David, a Savior has been born. See, either Jesus is who he says he is, or he's not. Either he's going to do what he says he's going to do, or he won't. And my question to you is this, do you believe it? Because joy comes from faith and obedience to God's word. And here's the last one, the joy of the Lord. I want you to see this, and this is where I want to I camp just for a little bit. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You walk through life with worry, anxiety, fear. Do you feel weak, overwhelmed? Do you feel like you're a burden to other people? Do you struggle with depression and doubt, anxiety? Do you lack peace? Do you lack joy? Are you worried? Why are we afraid of what God wants to do in our life? Why are we afraid of allowing God to change who we are? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says it very clearly that the day, this day is holy to our Lord. It says, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. When Paul says it, rejoice in the Lord always, and I'm going to say it again, rejoice. I want to ask you that question. Is the joy of the Lord your strength? Is it where you get your hope from? Is it where you receive the peace that passes all understanding? Is the joy of the Lord your strength? Or is it just one of those things that I could honestly sit back and say might be your crutch when things go bad? 
If it's your strength, that means it's the very thing that gets you through every circumstance, every trial, every struggle, every difficulty that you're going to face. When the joy of the Lord is my strength, that means that's what I rely upon, the joy of the Lord to get me through those feelings that, 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 that rise up within me, the doubt, the worry, the discouragement, the depression. Are you living a life trying to let external circumstances bring happiness to your life instead of allowing the joy of the Lord to be your strength? See, you're never going to receive or, or succeed at removing all the trials, all the pain, all the suffering, and all the hardships, are you? You and I will never succeed at removing those. We are always going to have trials, pain, suffering, hardships, difficulties, temptations. We're always going to have those. But we can walk with joy when Jesus is our hope and our strength. When I face those trials, I can walk with great joy in the midst of those. That's why we can read about Christians who have been persecuted overseas who went to their deathbed with great joy. Why? Because it was a work of the Spirit in their life, not a result of the external circumstances of what goes on. If God is in control of all things, including you and your life, if God is on the throne and he sits supremely up there, overlooking all things, you can walk through joy even in the midst of everything that's going on in our society. Why? Because it's a result of God working in your life to save you and the power of the Spirit at work in you internally to mold you and make you into who he wants you to be in the first place. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That I can walk through seasons of difficulty with joy. You ever run into somebody, matter of fact, I, I, I say this in, in a simple way. I remember as my dad was dying from cancer. Now, my dad's not a highly emotional person, so I, I just say that in a very clear way, but I can remember thinking and talking about my dad, how he did do things with joy. I never, bone cancer is one of the most painful cancers they say to have, and I never heard my dad complain. Never. I could tell he was in pain, Matter of fact, I was telling uh, somebody the other night, um, one of the last things we did, I came up here to the church, we grabbed a, uh, the wheelchair that was back in one of the closets that we saved for some people, and I took it home because we wanted to go to Worlds of Fun. It was Christmas, Worlds of Fun. And my dad, I could tell he had no desire to go. And I said, Dad, I'll get the wheelchair, we'll push you around. And that was a big step for my dad. My dad's like, oh, I'm you know, I don't need a wheelchair, <laughs> you know, but we got him in that wheelchair and I pushed him, gladly pushed him around, worlds of fun. And we rode rides together and we had fun together and we laughed and we had joy. And 10 days later, I guess it'd be, no, not quite 10, 15 days later, my dad was dead. And I wouldn't change that for the world. And all I can tell you is this, your external circumstances can change. The condition of your life can change. Your parents are going to pass away. A son or daughter could lose their life. You could face the loss of a job. 
You can face the worst circumstances and situations, and you can sit back and you can say, my, my life has gone to hell in a handbasket. I have no control over everything that's going on. And you could still walk with joy because joy is an internal work of the Spirit that as God works in your life and God molds you and makes you into what He wants you to be, you can walk with great joy regardless of what you face. Matter of fact, Paul says it this way, and I want to close with this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Christian, believer, follower of Jesus, if you don't have joy, might I just suggest that maybe you have allowed the external things to influence you more than the internal workings of the Spirit? Rest assured on the salvation of Jesus. Rest on the promises of what God offers. Remember everything he has. Listen, you can't get over past mistakes. You can't get over your failures, maybe. That's oftentimes things that withhold us from joy. But the next time Satan reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. The next time Satan reminds you of the external circumstances that are going on around you, you remind him the fact that you have the spirit who lives in you, who guides you, who directs you, and who strengthens you, who doesn't allow sin to rule, who says, I have come to give you a new life and new hope. Focus on that. Repent of the sins and move on into the hope-filled, peace-filled, joyful life that Jesus offers. That's the only way you're going to experience joy. Let joy begin in you today. Just as the shepherds were approached by the angel, you have been approached by God. And he says, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. He brings an inexpressible and glorious joy. And my question to you today is this, what's stopping you from experiencing joy? What is it that you've allowed in your life to steal your joy? Please make no mistake about it. I know some of you are carrying painful situations and circumstances you're going through right now. I know hurt and heartache. I know struggles and difficulties. But please hear me out with this. That may take away your happiness. It may bring upon moments of sadness and frustration, but it shouldn't steal your joy. Because joy is an internal work of the Spirit as a result of the salvation you received in Christ. And it can't be stolen. It can't be taken. It just has to be fed and nurtured as a result of obeying and walking in faith with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the joy we have as a result of Jesus. Jesus' death on the cross, Jesus' life that offers us an opportunity, his death, which paid the price for our sins, his resurrection, which offers us a life and life more abundantly. And God, I pray today, maybe there's somebody here today who's right now, maybe they don't feel like they experience 
the joy that Jesus offers. Maybe they need to place their faith and trust in you for the first time. God, we pray that you would guide them, that you would guard them and direct them, that you would lead them to that truth. And maybe today you're a believer and you'd say, listen, I, I struggle right now with joy. I've allowed the external circumstances around me to influence me. And it's as simple as just repenting, confessing, and turning that over to God and letting him work in you. Because joy, an everlasting joy, a joy that you can always have, comes not from external circumstances, but from the Spirit. God, may we be people who are Spirit-filled and Spirit-led. And let us bear the fruit of the Spirit with joy. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.